Hello and welcome to the Life Debt Podcast. I'm your host, John Yorm, and let's get to the business and then get talking about some Star Wars. You can email the podcast at lifedebtpodcast at outlook.com. Please feel free to get in touch and we'll read your emails out on the show. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, just search for My Star Wars Life Debt and you can join the group. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, my handle is at Bloody Orm, and generally I'm doing Star Wars, uh, Star Wars tweeting, retweeting, and uh, stuff about the blog, so if you're interested in that, feel free to follow me. Um, you can also find me on Instagram, that's instagram.com forward slash mystarwarslifedebt. Uh, we've got the Patreon, um, which is at patreon.com forward slash mystarwarslifedebt, with tiers as low as $1, and we are working towards our first goal of $12 a month, um, and with that goal, uh, we will I will be subscribing to a Funko Pop subscription box that is specific to Star Wars, and I will be posting... Uh, unboxing videos especially for an exclusive to uh, Patreon uh, supporters and we can also get in touch with the podcast if you are a member of Anchor.fm that's the app that I use to record the podcast and you can also visit uh, visit it online Uh, so just search for Anchor.fm in your app uh, stores or on a web browser, and you can sign up there, and you can leave voicemails. So just search for My Star Wars Life Debt on uh, Anchor.fm, and there will be an option to leave a voice message. If you want to get in touch with the podcast, please, uh, please, you can you can do that. It um, leave a po- leave a voicemail, kind of talking about your feelings about the show, uh, asking questions, and they will be played on the podcast uh, when they get received and of course like I said at the beginning you can email in as well if you don't want to have your voice on there uh, which is lifedebtpodcast at outlook.com and please 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 rate review and share um, the podcast and the blog um, you know every review really helps uh, this is episode 11 Um so you know reviews help get more more listeners um and that's the point of the thing you know we're going to get as many listeners as possible so yes that is the business for this week now let's get on with the show so um last week uh last wednesday uh an article came out from collider Basically saying that uh, Disney had put the uh, future um, standalone Star Wars films on hold so they could focus on uh, Episode Nine and any trilogies and series that were uh, in the uh, in the running. So that would be Ryan Johnson's planned trilogy and the Game of Thrones guys' um, series of films, um, and that kind of got uh, caused a bit of an uproar in the fandom. Um, because the it was basically the rumor was stating that two very heavily rumored films that I think fans are really are really excited for and really hopeful that they are going to be 
made the Kenobi and the Boba Fett films. Um, so th- those were kind of basically rumoured, the rumoured Kenobi and Boba Fett films were rumoured to be shelved and ca- or put on hold, um, which caused a bit of a stir in the fandom. Um, and then it was either a day or two later, um, a Lucasfilm had a conversation with someone at ABC News, so like the like the the news center that is owned by Disney, uh, saying that none of the um, none of these room the rumors about the rumored films were untrue. Um, the they were not being put on hold, but they were you know basically licking their wounds after Solo's um, poor. Uh, box office takings and trying to find a way of better marketing the films uh, you know figuring out a better way of bringing the films to the audience um then a rumor uh, uh not a rumor then an article came out uh, written by Jason Ward at makingstarwars.net um saying that a film had been shelved and or put on hold or cancelled um, which would be a, a film about Moss Eisley Spaceport. Um, and, you know, some, so essentially this, we, this was a film that no one had ever heard of. It was, it was completely new and, um, you know, we, no one had heard anything about it. So essentially a film that no one's heard about at all has been put on hold. Fair enough. Um, and then a couple of days later, um, a new rumour has uh, surfaced saying that the rumoured, there's so many rumours, uh, the rumoured Obi-Wan Kenobi movie, which would be starring Ewan McGregor, uh, reprising his role uh, set between episodes three and four, would be a, would basically be a direct to... Um, the forthcoming Disney streaming app, so like Disney's answer to Netflix, the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie would be an exclusive to that um, that streaming service. And that got me to thinking, like, I like the fact that they're doing one film a year. I think one film a year is a good release schedule for Star Wars. Um, I mean, up until Solo... It's worked really well, kind of the December releases and being able to market the films. So, I mean, so you had Force Awakens, which had its original teaser trailer in the November, like in 2014. But then they set the schedule of trailers with um, in in 2015 with the first trailer coming out in April um, at Celebration. The next one coming out a few months later. Uh, the behind the scenes reel that came out at San Diego Comic Con. You know, we got I think what was it? Two big trailers, the behind the scenes thing, and then you know, like your uh, your TV spots. Um, they followed that same uh, the same plan with Rogue One, and again with the Last Jedi, and it was a brilliant marketing strategy. It worked. You know, people were excited for the trailers. Um, and then it all went wrong with Solo, I think, when, you know, Last Jedi comes out in December, we've had the full, you know, marketing thing for that, 
since the April of 2017 and you know we're getting to we get to February of 2018 you know Solo is a few months away and we still haven't seen anything and then we got a teaser trailer at uh, the Super Bowl and the following day we got the the first trailer and then in April we got the second trailer and and then the film came out and bang on a month later um you know there wasn't a lot of marketing like the last time I've se- I saw a summer film get that little marketing was Dark Tower um like there were no trailers for that until a few months before and you know the I'll be honest the Dark Tower film was terrible um but it really showed that the studio had no confidence in the Dark Tower film itself now the stu- Disney and Lucasfilm had a lot of um, had had a lot riding with Solo, you know they all everyone who had seen the film at Cannes and at the at the um, at the at America premiere, uh, both were like what two weeks, two three weeks before the um, the release of the film, and everything that was coming from those, you know, from people who'd seen it at those um, at those events. Everyone was saying that it was good, so you know, it, you know, and of course, we as as any Star Wars fan who has seen it knows, yes, it is a very good film. Um, so where did it go wrong? The studio had faith in it. Disney had faith in it. Lucasfilm had faith in it. So where did it go wrong? And obviously, it's marketing. Um, and so that's why they are looking at, you know, basically looking at the marketing schedules and how better to market the standalone movies. Now, my thoughts are on this. Let's keep saga movies. So, of course, episode nine, and in however many years, um, episodes 10, 11, and 12, or whatever they decide to do um, in that regard. I, I can't see them not doing another kind of main trilogy using kind of Ray, Finn, and Poe, you know, you'd have you'd have Chewie, you'd have the droids in there. You know, kind of keeping the keeping that tradition going. Um, but I can, you know, for all intents and purposes, I will be calling them episodes ten, eleven, and twelve. So you get episode nine in twenty nineteen. That would be a theatrical release. Ten, eleven, and twelve. Whenever they are made, I'm hoping there is a nice gap between um, nine and ten. A uh, good ten. Let's get 10, 15 years maybe and then bring bring back like the the big three or four uh, if we keep if Ben Solo is still around at the end of nine. You know, have them come back a bit old you know, ten, fifteen years older, new stuff can happen within the galaxy. You know, let's take a break for a while from the Skywalker saga uh, into what would bec- would then become the ongoing uh, Star Wars saga, um, and have Ryan Johnson trilogy as a theatrical release, and the Game of Thrones guys have their films be theatrical, um, but then that leaves the standalone films. Now, rumor, the, yes, like I said, the rumor is that the Obi Wan Kenobi movie will be direct to the streaming service. This new Disney streaming service that's coming out next year. Well, why not make that? the home for the Star Wars standalone films. Um, 
Star Wars is a big franchise. It's probably one of the biggest franchises in the world next to Harry Potter and James Bond and the Fast and the Furious movies. So, you know, and I can guarantee you get like a Harry Potter director Netflix film. That film will make a killing. Netflix will be rolling in the money. Um, the same if they did, you know, if they did the the um, Dwayne Johnson, Jason Statham, Fast and Furious spin-off, if that was direct to Amazon Prime or direct to Netflix or direct to Hulu or what, in one of these streaming services, if they did it that way, those streaming ser- that streaming service would make a killing. Um, and, you know, you get people joining up to see that film. You know, they'll be doing their free month and to watch that film and then they'll get into all of the other stuff that's on that service and then they sign up. Why doesn't Disney do that? Have their have the standalone films. So Disney streaming service, we get Kenobi, we get Boba Fett, we get I know Yoda at some point, maybe. Kind of hope not. I don't really I like Yoda being a bit of a mystery. But yeah, I hope you get what I mean. Let's get these 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 standalone character based um standalone films direct to the Disney streaming service um, and then have the theatrical releases be the big event films that um, kind of Disney and Lucasfilm were hoping that Solo would be and that, you know, Episode 7, 8 and Rogue One have been. I mean, Rogue One kind of, you know, that was, uh, I think, Rogue One did so well because it was coming off of the back of... um, Force Awakens, and you'd had the trailers where we're seeing shots of Vader, and people are kind of going, oh, Vader on the screen again, let's see that. Now, I don't want, I don't think they should be putting Vader in films willy-nilly. Vader works, um, we, we've got Vader's story from Phantom Menace all the way through to Return of the Jedi, and yeah, we're seeing kind of the repercussions of Vader's, um, Rain in seven and eight, and more than likely nine. Um, but he doesn't need to show up in all these standalone movies. Rogue One, I got it because Rogue One is in the time period Vader was a Vader was very prominent within the Empire. You know, at that time, it's it was having Vader in it. It was pretty kind of it was it was going to happen. Uh, just like you had to have Tarkin in it. You know, had. And they're not had Tarkin in the film that's all about the Death Star. Uh, it wouldn't work. Uh, Timeline-wise and, you know, just story-wise, like, why does Tarkin suddenly appear on the Death Star in Episode 4 when you had Krennic in charge of the Death Star in Rogue One? You know, with the, the time jump between the two films being a matter of hours, you have to have Tarkin in it, and you have to have Vader in it, because the plans are beamed from Scarif, direct to Leia's ship, well, to the Radus, and then transferred onto Leia's ship, and off she goes. Now, the first, that's the ship that we see right at the beginning of A New Hope, and who's chasing that ship? Vader. You have to have Vader in Rogue One. But we don't need Vader in other standalone movies, unless the story dictates it, which, if you're doing a Kenobi movie... Yeah, you probably have Vader in there as a vision or as a dream or something along those lines. But that would be more Anakin, the Anakin-based Vader, as opposed to the uh, the Vader that we know in the suit. Um, 
but I'm digressing here. What I'm trying to say is, Rogue One did so well, because we knew Vader was in it, and it was coming off the back of Force Awakens. It was a shoe-in, you know, it was going to make the money it did. Solo is a different beast, Solo is, uh, you know, Solo, you're recasting Han Solo, you're recasting Harrison Ford, you're not marketing the film like you've done the previous three, you've moved the, you've got the release date six, less than six months after uh, the last film, you know, Star Wars fatigue, I don't believe there's Star Wars fatigue, I think there's a lack of knowledge, um, because the marketing wasn't there. Um, so, having the... You know, if you put these films on the streaming service, you can market them however you want. Um, you know, you can have trailers coming out here, there and everywhere, because it's not going to clash with, uh, with, you know, Ryan Johnson's trilogy part one. It's not going to clash with Game of Thrones, Star Wars parts two and three you know it's you put it on the streaming service it's there you know and it's there for people to consume as they want so yeah you go and watch ryan johnson's first film and you come back and then you see oh disney streaming service oh they've got kenobi oh okay well hmm i'll put that on my watch list and you watch it two three weeks later a couple of months later you know disney is still getting the the, the bank for that, you know, I mean, how many people have watched, how many people, you know, when Stranger Things first came out on Netflix, yes, it was massively popular at the beginning, but look how popular it continued to be, and that's because people kept finding it, you know, word of mouth happened, you know, you got articles about it, and, you know, Stranger Things, from the moment it came out, from the moment season one came out, right up until the beginning of season two, people were still finding uh, season one, people were re-watching season one, and Netflix is getting the money for it, you know, streaming service, you put a standalone movie that, you know, for all intents and purposes, they would probably end up, you know, they say, okay, well, we're going to market it like we did Solo, just hypothetically, we're going to market it like we did Solo, we're going to make 400 million in about a month, yeah, that's not going to be great, Probably it would have a lower budget than Solo did, given Solo's production problems. But, you know, okay, so the $150 million film, you made, you make, make maybe $150 million, you make $400 million at the box office in its, in its first month. Great. Uh, then you have a break, because you're gonna, you know, there's like a three, four month gap between seeing it between its theatrical run and then the DVD, the home release, so DVD, Blu-ray, digital. So that you're missing that revenue for a few months. Yeah, you've got the, the merchandise that people will be buying. Fine, fair enough, you're still going to make money on that. But you put, the, you put it on a streaming service instead. <laughs> you've got, you know, you don't have to wait to make that money. You know, Solo is coming out of theatres now. So, you know, I, you can uh, hypothesise uh, home release September-October time. Okay, so what they're going to do in the interim? Yeah, they've got a few toys. They've got toys out there somewhere. I've not, I still haven't seen a solo action figure. Um, you know, you've, so somewhere out there are toys. 
people are buying the soundtrack, people are buying the, the, the Funko Pops, they're buying, you know, they're buying stuff, you know, but the people aren't going out in droves like they were for any of the other three films. So there's going to be a fall off there. Then people are going to buy the DVD, home release, whatever. But streaming service, it's there. And it's constantly going to be making money. Because, now, unfortunately, I've not been able to see Solo more than once at the cinema. For me, that's a timing issue. But if you look at how many times people have seen Force Awakens, Rogue One, Last Jedi, at cinema, yeah, when they've... Um, when they came out in December. Now, December's a perfect time for these films to come out because people want to see them multiple times. Um, and, you know, people are off. People aren't at work over the Christmas period. So it gives them the chance they can keep going back. Like, the, you know, you've got the kids there. Um, people aren't at work. Kids aren't at school. It's perfect. You know, you can go with family, you go with friends. Multiple viewings for Solo. Yes, I've seen people out there who have gone and seen it five, six. I think uh, some of the members of um, the Star Wars Underworld podcast have seen it nearly ten times. You know, it's possible, but it's not as likely to do have repeat viewings um, just based on the time of year. Um, And that's what really kind of brought the money in for other three films I saw Force Awakens three times at the cinema I saw Rogue One three times in its opening weekend and I saw Last Jedi twice on opening day so you know and that was all because of the timing when it came out and unfortunately no I've not been able to see Solo more than once because it came out in the summer um, you know, I don't really want to be going to the cinema late at night because I've got work the next day. I've not got the luxury of taking days off just to go to the cinema multiple times. Um, so yeah, this is, you put it on the streaming service, people are going to re-watch this. They'll probably watch it like once a day for a week, you know, <laughs> so they can absorb, like the fans can sit and absorb everything about it and... You know, just like we will, like I will be doing when Solo comes out on home release. I will watch that so many times because I've only seen it the once at the cinema. You know, um, so I think if we put if if we were getting Solo um, standalone films on the streaming service, Disney and Lucasfilm would make incredible money. Um, of course, when you do your really home releases for the other films. Of course, put them on the streaming service as well. Um, or maybe delay it after home release for, you know, however long. Um, I mean, I think it's today that Last Jedi hit Netflix in America. You know, and that's been out on home release since uh, since March, April, you know. So like, a couple of months later, oh yeah, it's on Netflix, brilliant. Um, use the streaming service to really kind of up the up your takings for your standalone, for the standalone movies, um, and make the trilogy films. So episode, like I said, episode nine, Ryan Johnson's films, the Game of Thrones guys films, make those the big event movies that, you know, Star Wars fans and would 
you know, that people have come to expect Star Wars to be an event. Uh, and unfortunately, Solo wasn't an event. Let's make Star Wars an event again by having certain movies out on the uh, out in the cinemas, other movies on the streaming service, and you know, just kind of instead of just over inundating theatrical markets with Star Wars, let's you know just kind of spread it out a bit more. Of course, we're getting Star Wars Resistance later this year. That'll be on uh, Disney XD. Um, and I'm pretty sure that once the streaming service is out, it'll also be on there. Uh, we're getting the John Favreau uh, live-action series, and that's already been... They've pretty much said that now that's going to be uh, direct to the streaming service itself. You know, okay, great. So we've got a, a live-action TV series, we've got an animated TV series, more than likely, and then let's get some standalone movies on there as well. Let's let's kind of have like a whole subsection of Disney's new streaming service dedicated to Star Wars. And Star Wars fans will eat that up. You know, whilst you're at it, throwing Clone Wars, throwing Rebels, can put them on there so, you know, you've got a, hu- a Star Wars hub. And make that the goal. You know, have a Star Wars central hub where fans can just go and if they want to binge watch everything to do with Star Wars, they can. Um, so yeah, that's just my two cents about the whole standalone movies streaming service. Um, so yes, thank you for listening uh, this week. Um, and before I go, let me just remind you that you can email the podcast at lifedebtpodcast at outlook.com. That's lifedebtpodcast at outlook.com. Uh, Facebook group, just search for My Star Wars Life Debt and you'll be able to find us uh, follow me on Twitter at bloodyorm B-L-O-O-D-Y-O-R-M-E Instagram.com forward slash My Star Wars Life Debt uh, Patreon over at Patreon.com forward slash My Star Wars Life Debt and uh, remember the lowest tier you know, we have tiers as low as one dollar okay uh, so if you wanted to contribute one dollar a month, that's you're essentially paying one dollar for sixteen blog posts minimum at the moment, and four podcasts. So it's it's well worth a uh, dollar, I believe. Um, and you can leave voicemails for the show at anchor.fm, uh, either on your web browser or on the anchor.fm app, and just have to find uh, just have to find my Star Wars Life Debt on there, and there is a button where it says leave voice message. So please, please, please get in touch with the show, um, and whatever podcast app you are listening to this on, please rate and review and share the show. Um, it's all it's all good fun. It's a great show, I think. I'm, I'm slightly biased. Uh, but it must be good if you are still listening. Um, so please leave us a review. Um, and, you know, follow the blog, like the blog, share the blog posts. And, um, yeah, please just get more people watching, re- well, reading and listening and... Um, Thank you very much. So without further ado, I'm going to leave you by yelling, punch it, Chewie.